Hello, and welcome to the Truck Schmucks Podcast. The views and opinions that you hear on the show do not represent the agency or fire department that we are part of. These are strictly our opinions and our views. This also includes our guests that come on the show. With that in mind, we thank you for your continued support and sit back and enjoy the show. If you or someone you know is struggling with mental health, please reach out. There are support groups out there. You are not in this fight alone. One of the peer support groups that I can think of um, is the brothers and sisters over at Next Rung. They provide peer support to first responders. Please call or text 833-698-7864. Or if you are having suicidal thoughts, again, please reach out and call 1-800-273-8255. Again, that number is 1-800-273-8255. Hi, this is John from the Truck Schmucks Podcast. And before we jump right into the episode, I would like to take this time to thank our sponsors. First being Chief Miller. Head over to ChiefMillerApparel.com and check out all the cool swag he's got over there on his website. Also, don't forget to follow him on all the social media pages. Next, Firehouse Cookie Company. They got a lot of tasty treats, everything from alcohol-infused treats to edible cookie dough. First, head over to FirehouseCookieCo.com. Type in Truck Schmucks to receive 25% off your order. Next, I would like to thank Direct Attack Apparel. Head over to directattackapparel.com. Check out all their cool swag from t-shirts to patches. Type in schmucks10 to receive 10% off. Also, I would like to welcome Stash Salt Mustache Wax, which I am super excited for to say this, the official mustache wax of the Truck Schmucks podcast. But Mr. Stash Salt also has products for you ladies. Check out the Salty Jane line from Stash Salt. Type in truck schmucks to receive 25% off. I want to talk about Omnia Naturals now. Omnia Naturals is a 100% THC free CBD oil for firefighters by firefighters. Head over to omnianaturals.com, check them out, and use the code SCHMUCKS on checkout to save yourself 20% off. And if you are looking for a really cool gift for the holidays, because we are coming into the holidays, or just anytime. Head over to storefrontier.com backslash truck schmucks to pick yourself up some truck schmucks gear. We have t-shirts, we have sweatshirts, and we also have facial coverings. Head over to storefrontier.com backslash truck schmucks. Hey, schmucks nation. Exciting news. 1440 Coffee Roasters is the official coffee of the Truck Schmucks podcast. This great family-owned and operated coffee company has decided to join us. It's great. We got some great things down the pipeline coming up. Head over to 1440 Coffee Roasters. Get yourself some great specialty 
small batch roasted coffee. And don't forget to use that promo code TRUCKSCHMUCKS. Save yourself a little money. everyone and welcome to episode 31 the big three one we're over 30 now yeah and we're growing oh yes so here we are again in a better mood than last time i'm gonna monologue for a minute because i've been thinking about this today so uh, we had uh mickey on last episode and mickey was totally fucking awesome but we kind of (laughs) sucked So, excuse you. I thought me Stephanie was was fine. Stephanie was was great. Perfect. (laughs) As usual, it was us guys that were fun. We uh, we had some shit going on at work, and uh, we were just it sucked. Mickey was awesome. I actually kind of felt bad afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so in a way, I'm apologizing to him because I feel like I fucking sucked that episode. So I just wanted to throw that out there because I've been thinking about it the last couple of days. So anyways, here we are on episode 31 and we've got another guest and we're in a better mood this time. <laughs> do, do we want to introduce her? I, I, I would nope, say, just start talking. I would, I would just let her do you yourself. Want me there? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It is your turn now. Tell us what you'd like about yourself, who you are, all that jazz. Okay, uh, my name is Kelly D'Angelo. I'm out of uh, St. Louis, Missouri area. I am a pro MMA fighter. Um, I'm also an instructor at our fire academy. And uh, yeah, that's the the highlights. You're already my hero. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Lisa's going to hear this and then she's going to be like, Steph, what the fuck? Oh, fuck. No. Lisa's, the OG, Lisa's still awesome no matter what. Listen, yeah. Lisa's the OG. Yes. Sorry, Kelly. She's on a whole nother level. She's yeah. a whole, yeah. But that's that's pretty badass. How long have you been with them? Oh man, we were trying to figure this out the other day, actually. Um, I think I'm going on eight years, but I've been in the fire service for right around 15 years. Holy shit. So what were you doing before uh those eight years? Yeah. <laughs> um I started in my hometown, Perryville, Missouri, as a volunteer firefighter in uh, around 2005, and um, they're only volunteer. So I got my EMT and then moved up towards St. Louis because I knew job opportunities were a little more available up this way. Um, Found out about that you had to go through our academy to get anywhere in the county. So started applying to the county academy, which at the time was a lottery drawing. I don't know how that works everywhere. It's not here anymore, but it's like lottery drawing. And so you took- threw, you just put your name in and they were like, all right, we'll see. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see. So that took uh, three and a half years for my name to get drawn, to even go through. Um, Does it ever so- expire or it's in there for ever? So once you put your name in, it keeps cycling until you're either pull or you decide, or you get in pretty much. Is there now an age cutoff? I don't think so. I don't think so. They they just now turned it over the last couple of years. They turned it into a point system though. So like if you're military, you get a point. If you have a medical license, you get a point. And then the higher points get first priority to get in. 
Oh, so, okay. So it's still a lotto, but there's no, uh, now points. it's strictly points. Oh. Now it's strictly points. And With it's actually like a written. It's, it's hard to fill classes now, which is weird. Like when I went through, it's like everybody and their brother wanted to be a firefighter. Like everybody was putting in for it. Now it's actually hard to fill classes for some reason. Um, like they're letting EMTs go through. So they'll have to get out of there and go to medic school. Most of the time, you know, they're medics when they come through. But that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be down there tomorrow. So if you guys are high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll just move. We'll yeah, move we're, work we're, together. The schmucks are on their way. Don't worry. <laughs> but, I'll come um, back home, basically. Yeah. Right. So got into the fire academy finally. Um, and then once you're in there, you're, you're not promised a job. You just, you just get the certificate saying, Hey, I went through. So then it, you start applying places and it mm -hmm. took me another year and a half to get on somewhere during this whole time. I worked for different ambulances, um, worked for a couple of private, um, worked for, we have Abbott ambulance. I don't know if you guys, it's, it's a private, I mean, like they go everywhere. Like I took mm -hmm. a patient to Oklahoma one time. Like why transfer? <laughs> they had transfer, yeah. It was a medical transfer. Like oh, the transfer they go, world. They go oh. everywhere. Um, but finally got on at a uh, more rural full time department. Worked there for about two and a half years, and then landed where I'm at. So, and while I was in the fire academy, I didn't really um, like their PT program. Like most of the time we would be barbecuing and the cops would be running around the parking lot. So our academy is actually with the police academy. So yeah. one side is police, one side's fire. And it's kind of fun. Makes it a little fun because we're like, you know, always giving each other hell. Yeah. But um, their PT was pretty mild, not a whole lot of expectation. And uh, I ended up wow. getting to be an instructor there applied to be an instructor there because I got into personal training and stuff and I'm actually um the head for the PT now so that's oh, kind of you exciting. you were in there and said this is BS give me a couple years I'll be back and I'm gonna reshape this <laughs> y'all ain't working hard enough I'm changing yeah. that <laughs> exactly I'll be back and the then you work. they love back. me or they hate me for it it's one or the other but you know I mean, it just benefits everyone in the long run. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good for you for being like, I won't remember, I won't forget how bad this was. <laughs> right. I'll remember that. <laughs> That's so sick. But, so, yeah. um, what, um, what? That's how I got to the fire service. That's pretty cool. What, um, so what do you do like fighting wise? How'd you get into that? Um, so have you guys ever heard of guns and hoses? <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, what is this? So every year, which St. Louis is supposed to be one of the biggest, um, a couple other areas, I think actually Wichita does one and it's called, it's called something else, but it's cops versus firefighters and boxing. And oh, okay. so it's so actually the, battle of the badges. Yeah, 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 I think one of, there's a battle of the badges. There's a there's a couple different names. Um, hockey is the big one up here. Cops versus fire. Yeah, we have some mm -hmm. hockey hockey battles down here too. Um, but guns and hoses ends up 
um, we have the Scott Trade Center and it, it sells out for it. I mean, it's like, it's a huge event down here. And um, I had a friend take me to one, which, you know, I got pretty, I was kind of a chunker in high school. So I got into, <laughs> I was, I got into fitness uh, just out of high school, pretty much was huge into fitness and never considered anything like boxing. And somebody took me to uh, Guns and Hoses and I thought it was the coolest thing ever and decided I wanted to do it one day. And um, so I finally, I was volunteering somewhere at the time right before I got on my first full-time department and uh, the chief there knew where to train for it. And I was like, hell, I'll go try it out and ended up starting all this with boxing for Guns and Hoses. So all the proceeds go to like, families uh, who's uh, like first responders, families who died in the line of duty. Mm-hmm. Um, like if their kids are in college, it'll continue to put them through college and all kinds of stuff. It's really cool. Right. But um, they raise a shitload of money with it every year. And it's like, why not? If I'm, if I, if I get my ass beat, at least it was for a good cause. Right. So tried again guns and hoses. And from there, I just kept getting introduced to like, jiu-jitsu and then Muay Thai and wrestling and had my coaches throw me into some other stuff and I did good and before long they were talking me into an MMA fight so I got to be um I think the first and so far the only women's MMA bout on Guns and Hoses so far down here so um they introduced MMA uh I think three years ago it was boxing up until then and I got to be the first MMA fight on there who do you who'd you fight then um her name was terry tripolette um i think she was a dispatcher actually that's pretty cool what's what's your what's your name uh my kelly d'angelo no (laughs) (laughs) i was like what's what's your name (laughs) what's your uh what's your social security number (laughs) yeah i gotta write this down what's your what's your shoe size what's your What's your like? What is it like? Your stage name? name, like a nickname? Oh, Wildfire. Nice. Yeah. Um, Love it. I don't think she had like a fight name. I think I don't. I didn't even have one then. I didn't think this was gonna be a thing, you know. <laughs> and the, it totally turned into. You're like, it. well, this, uh, this yeah. took a turn I wasn't expecting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I I kind of got tricked, but I guess I guess it was a good one though. I was gonna say like you can't just like accidentally become an MMA fighter like right. I I accidentally started to go professional right. I don't know how this happened but like <laughs> I used to do MMA and um like uh, more like grappling and and boxing and yeah. grappling kind of mix and I can't do it anymore um but it's it takes a lot of dedication a lot of time a lot of training a lot of money so like you don't just you have to either be all in or you're just doing it on the weekends type of thing and and not really advancing so like yeah there was that was not like any you make it sound like it was just like an accident <laughs> you came here. but that's a lot of that's a lot of investment well I'm kind of uh when I get into something I get a little obsessed so like even if it wasn't to be like pro and you know get into it as hard as I did um as soon as I got in there and like it's something you can keep growing at which is yeah so awesome like you're never the best or you're never 
perfect at anything or a certain form of it like you can just mm -hmm. constantly grow it's just like the fire service like you're I never was gonna say the same perfect exactly. at your job it's evolving exactly. things you have to learn is evolving it's exactly. like you have to keep growing constantly right I'm amazed right. The same. like you, you can never be good at it you just you gotta keep learning that's cool you gotta we gotta come do a fight <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was gonna say so the, the um just I mean, just to add to what you said, I used to, my wife actually would go to a lot, she did um, MMA classes and she used to go pretty frequently and she, she hasn't gone for like a couple of years, but for as much, for as hard as she went for it, she still remembers a lot of her stuff. And when we get to, when we get to playing around in the house, she, she'll put me in like a rear naked <laughs> choke. I'm like, oh shit. Okay. All right. <laughs> she kicks his oh, ass and he it. likes it. Just got a glimpse into <laughs> Travis's personal life. Oh, jeez. <laughs> hey, That's well, my, my husband, actually, he trains, and he's probably one of my more frequent training partners. And we went into gyms to cross-train, and the guys didn't know. Like, I'm the person, like, I don't – I had an old coach, an old boxing coach that guys would come and train, and they're like, all right, switch partners. And we just went with everybody. It didn't matter – size or sex or anything and right. we had guys that would come in and say well I'm not I'm not gonna spar her it's a girl and he's like well she's a fighter while she's in here you're gonna punch her or you're gonna leave so nice. we like have that. the same mentality and he's like what's the worst thing that'll happen you get knocked out no big deal you'll come back around you know Wake he's up. like super old school and I uh, like that yeah and so we we have, we've always had that mentality and he does not go easy with me. So we went to gyms to cross train and there's been guys not know like we're in there together and actually get mad at him with us training because of like how hard he's hit me and stuff. So <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Don't worry, I'm just gonna kick his ass later. <laughs> You're like, this is just foreplay, don't worry. Oh, we we've getting like we get a little frustrated at each other sometimes but it's good keep everybody's like you guys you guys get along so good all the time when we're around you yeah because we beat the shit out of each other when we get mad miss, mr <laughs> and mrs smith all the time that, that's that's um, pretty cool i love i like that um that he pushes you and um you know he, he doesn't take it easy on you because that's only going to make you a better person overall but a better fighter nonetheless yeah you know that after boxing, I do boxing on Sunday mornings. It's more of like a hit boxing. Um, but uh, if I see uh, my boyfriend afterwards, it's just. Um, so the last part I heard was. Um, Steph kicking the shit uh, out of about, him pushing, about him pushing me, my husband beating my butt. Yeah. Yeah. I was saying, I, I just like that he uh, doesn't let up and kicks your ass because. It's it's only gonna make you a better person, firefighter, fighter, everything. Like don't yeah, don't let anyone take it, you know, be easy on you. Same when I was growing up playing soccer, I always played uh, up two divisions. I always played against my sister who's five years older than me because it just makes you a better player. So same and you thing. don't want them to go easy on you, right? Exactly. To me, it shows respect. Like if the guys in the gym would yes. go easy on me, it's like they think I can't take it. But if they go hard, I'm like, then they respect me as a fighter and they know I can take this shit. So 
exactly. And then, so um, quite frequently, we uh, we all t- we all talk, and then we take each other's questions. So now I'm like trying to figure out my in my notes where I can pop my question. Yeah, you're like, what was I gonna say? So, kind of going back, I kind of did a little bit of research um, just so I can be prepared. Um, so you were the were you the first paid female firefighter? Um, at my department before that, I was. Okay, so. See, she's a she's a trailblazer everywhere she goes. <laughs> and how was that? Like, you know what? It wasn't it wasn't too bad. There was uh there was some hiccups. So the thing is, too, the department it just went from uh, volunteered and partially paid Ooh. to a full time paid. Ooh. And um, so I was the first female, and I was the first like out of towner they ever hired. Ooh, so, outsider yes. yeah so, so you're put, I, you pushed a lot of buttons on your way yeah. in. <laughs> so hi I, i'm here I to took, piss you off on multiple fronts pretty much i took guys jobs that had been volunteering there and wanted on and then i yeah. just like came in you're from like nowhere. <laughs> yeah it was a, it was a job posting it was rural i liked the area and um i've been trying for like a year to get a job somewhere and um you know, so they just went full time, opened up all these positions, and I was the only person that got a job that wasn't already a volunteer there. So I think that was harder than being the first girl. I was gonna say, like any department that's <laughs> split or that transitions, yeah, there's gonna be a lot of like animosity. Like, and, why am I not good enough? Like, what the hell kind of stuff? Yeah, especially if you've been volunteering there for forever. Yeah, so. which I got, like, they looked at it, they paid their dues. Like, they put in their time there. They did their hours. They showed up in the middle of the night, volunteer. Right. You know, volunteer is, like, it's sad. It's, it's kind of a dying thing. My brother just started volunteering in our hometown. But, like, you dedicate so much of your free time. You know, you leave oh, yeah. so many family events because you don't know who else is going to show up. Maybe you're going to be the only one. Like, I got it, but um, there was still a lot of, lot of hardship there. Um, a lot of hurt feelings for me taking a position that was kind of already promised to somebody else, I guess. You took Billy Bob's job. I did. Yeah. But and probably... I was- I okay. work they, they didn't have any other paramedics so that was another thing is like we don't really do take that so here job? we just fight fire like we don't do that ems stuff we just do the fire thing so the paramedic thing was like absolute to them yeah so i mean like, that was oh probably God. the contributing factor of you getting the job was the, the paramedic thing exactly because here qualifications it's it's mm. it's all about that gold patch up here where we are mm-hmm Oh God, yeah! Yep, you got that gold patch. That's... You can pretty much walk into a job and be like, "Here you go." It, it sucks to say, that's... but you can have people that are horrible firefighters, but because they're a medic, they'll get hired. Yep. Right, and I was gonna say, unfortunately, that's a downfall of some places. Yeah, yeah. But we also have the problem, like where in the county you have to be a medic now to get hired. So we also have the issue of. You can have somebody who has a medic license, but they don't have any fire experience whatsoever. But they, you know, and then you also like out there, they were the opposite. 
they didn't give a shit about the medic license. They just want you to, you know, be a volunteer there and put in your time. So it's crazy when you go outside of the St. Louis area, how it changes. And then here, you know, it's just as scary, you know, if somebody doesn't have a fire experience, but yeah. Yeah, that, that was, was nice. kind of, that was like the double-edged sword with fire and EMS combining back in the day, because then you get mm-hmm. medics who go through their fire because they really want a full-time job and vice versa. And mm-hmm. you end up just putting yeah. one to the side so you could do what your passion is. And then it's like, everyone suffers for it because then you're forced into doing a job you're not necessarily into. Yeah, yeah. You're taking so you don't this put square. as much effort in. Yeah. You're trying to fit a square into a round hole. Not yeah. Work. Yep. And that's where a lot of the friction comes from. Yep. And then you just have like those, those firefighters who think their shit don't stink. And it's total opposite on the other, on the medical side, you got the paramedics. I think their shit don't stink. And then they get this like paragod syndrome and it's, it's, yeah, it's no good for, for anybody in our business. And it sucks because you you have witnessed it, but you can't do anything about it. So right. Yeah, literally. <laughs> when you're 16 years old and that's the only thing you do is just sit back and people watch. You know, you yeah. kind of you like, see that pattern. Yeah. I, I wasn't learning anything with everybody button heads and you know, wasn't wasn't good. But luckily enough I, I've had a a lot of firefighters that I learned from and a lot of paramedics that I've learned from. So. Yeah. I, I lucked out when I first started as a basic, like, yeah, there were some paragods, but there was also some really fucking solid medics yeah. where I worked that were willing and wanting to be mentors. So I lucked out super hardcore on that. Just like Mick said, uh, last episode, you just need like, you got to find that one person who not only is willing to be that mentee, um, but has a passion for what they do and, and wanting to help. Like you really just need that one. And then, you know, you could flourish from that. Yeah, it was a, for me personally, it was a, you can go if you want. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I was like, for me personally, it was a mind fuck going from my last apartment to where I am now, where I had a couple of really solid people to learn from. And then it was just like, oh shit, I have to rely on myself now. You're, you're the guy having to teach now. Yeah. And it's just like, well, especially now more than when I first started. When I first started, it was just like, you're trying to fit in. So you're like, oh shit, who can I find to be that person? And at the the time there wasn't anyone, but eventually there was. And then transitioning to being like, oh fuck, now I'm that guy to have to be like, all right, we got new guys. They need to learn from someone. It's a mind fuck. Yeah. I saw even just with uh, changing people around you know, every, every crew runs stuff differently. You know, it's, it just depends. Um, and you mix people together and just weird stuff and weird vibes happen sometimes. Um, I just told one of our new guys, like our, a lot of times our new people float and, um, pretty much just if you have common sense, if you 
you aren't with somebody you feel like you can be mentored by, you can take the things you can tell aren't good to do and put them in your back pocket as well. Like not be looking for somebody to follow all the time because maybe that won't be there, but maybe look at some of the things people are doing and learn how to tweak them yourself and put that in your back pocket. As a probie, of course, you shouldn't correct anybody, but those are lessons you can take with you later down the road. The word is is silently, silently put them in your back pocket. Yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. You learn, you learn from everything, including the negatives and including the, the mess ups and definitely the what not to do's and yeah, you have to be very receptive for both. Yeah. Travis, you got something. I, I see the wheels turning, bro. <laughs> it's it's a clicker flipping. I'm trying to figure out what what thought I want to bring up first. He's scrolling through stations on the radio. Just, just I really ring. thought he's just been playing video games the whole time. No. That's usually Mike. <laughs> that is like that happened <laughs> once. That happened once, okay? <laughs> now it's every time, and it happened once. Everybody and I was playing thinks- a firefighting game, ironically enough. <laughs> yeah they just they just sit there quietly and everybody thinks that they're playing video games and they're really not they're travis just... usually just does this well and he that's... Has, like... but he's listening to everything but yeah. he's just blankly yeah, staring that's... like uh-huh and it's uh-huh. it's literally uh-huh. the same like the... <laughs> I've, I've said this i think once before doing this but it, i'm literally the same person doing this in real life. as i am in real life yeah he just <laughs> literally sits there say anything that's very that's very accurate it's like that scene in the in knock knocked up when they're like i told you this once before but you just stared at me with that blank stare and then they show him and it's like travis <laughs> <laughs> it's like what i feel like he's the guy that sits at a table and he doesn't say much but when he does everybody's like Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You have no idea how right you are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there it is. He, there he is. He's just blankly staring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just pulled my phone out one episode and he's just. Oh, God. That, that's ex- from a while ago. And yeah. He's just expressionlessly like. Mm. So the, like the, but um, <laughs> so one of the thoughts that I had was we kind of touched on this when we had Mick on um, and looking for somebody to mentor you. Like you said, that's not necessarily always going to be there, especially where no, and especially where social media is so prevalent and, you know, you've got stuff Mm -hmm. like YouTube and, and it's good to a point where you've got YouTube online classes, social media pages to learn from. Yeah, that's all fine and well. And it does help. It gives you more tools for your toolbox, but there's also those memes that I see all the time being posted. Well, it's not so much all the time anymore, but it, one of the things I used to hear said was um, the best thing an old firefighter can do for a newer firefighter is to teach how the newer guy how to be the older guy. And I feel... Personally, I could be very wrong. I could be really off in left field is that there's so much reliance on social media and like other platforms that that doesn't happen so much 
to where some of the older guys they still do it but more often than not they're like yeah we're just gonna go and do our old our own thing uh take these classes watch these videos go online look at youtube yeah which i'm not again i'm not saying that's a completely bad thing but just it has a time and place when someone kind of is always just like and don't bother me you can find out online that's a problem but if it's like every once in a while not as bad it could be just like hey not having a good idea you know why don't you go look into this it's pretty good yeah blah 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 because i mean i've done a lot of stuff online because the other plus side of the internet that's really awesome is there's some people some really fucking good people on the job that have some really awesome knowledge and the internet helps them share it with people. Absolutely. I do I do think the internet ruins some of it because um, even some of our, our scheduled training is watch this video and see if you can apply it. So it kind of takes the critical thinking out of it as a group because you watch somebody else critical think their way through it and the same scenario and do it multiple times their way and then you just practice it mm-hmm. instead of actually critically thinking your way through this scenario and I feel like over the last couple of years our training has changed in that direction by just watch this do it rather than here's a scenario what the hell are you going to do that's such a good point because it you really don't try to problem solve yourself and if you're not problem solving yourself even if you have no idea what you're doing or any info on the topic if you're learning something completely new or utilizing a new tool and you've never seen it before, it's still great to put your hands on it and try to figure out how, how it works or how it functions that my brother did that with me today. He was teaching me how to rotate tires and do an oil change. And, and, um, he's like, all right, where does this air filter go? And I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, well, think about it. Where does the air come into the car? And I'm like, I'm over here. And then he made me, he made me figure it out before he told me this is where the air filter goes. So I, you could apply that to anything and you make complete sense when you said that. Yeah. It's like your people aren't learning how to think from them for themselves. They're learning how to do it that way. That Mm -hmm. person did. And the other thing, what the internet has done to the fire service is it's taken away the kitchen table. Mm -hmm. Well, the pandemic's done that too. But, oh yeah, because yeah. yeah. yeah, now everybody's a, like these <laughs> stupid COVID rules. You got to stay in your bathroom. Stay yeah, go eat and stay away. Can we all have a mask on right now? We're technically sitting around the table. I mean, that's a that's another weird thing. Just getting completely off topic. Um, well, kind of, kind of still on topic, kind of off topic. But the the fact of what the the pandemic has done to us, as far as being able to eat meals together. It's really, really still really weird when you have to kind of stagger your eating times so you're not completely together. Like, it, it doesn't happen often. I mean, because we're all we've staggered chairs to where we're six feet apart, so we don't have to separate. But there's times that they're like, OK, I'm going to like there's so many people in here. I'm going to go eat. And then when they're done, I'm going to go back in. I've seen other people done it. I've do it. I've done it. It's just it. It feels really, really weird. Well, what's crazy too is I don't know how you guys' bunk rooms are, um, 
but ours is still like oh it's we have walls but they're like five foot walls so it's still technically open so when i'm sleeping in my bunk i'm literally like a couple feet from somebody else and the whole upper part of the bunk is open so we're all sleeping in there all night like if they're worried about airborne stuff or whatever I mean, we're sleeping in a bunk room all night together, two nights a week. And then we're also sitting in the ambulance two foot from each other. Right. So sitting at a table with, you know, I don't know. I have my own opinions on that. that yeah, I was going to say, yeah. that's a whole can of worms right there. There was um, one department I work on. Uh, there's actually a policy that we, being in the ambulance or being in any apparatus, you ha- you have to have a mask on or something covering your face. And that in and of itself, it's like, I mean, even going to a fire call, it's like um, I've had like just going to a, chasing medical calls. I've got my gator, my neck gator right here and my envo just sitting, going, you know, en route to the call and even for uh, so much as fire calls, just having my neck gator underneath my hood, I'm like, this is really going to suck if there's actually smoke and fire showing and I'm still wearing this. I can't take it off. It's underneath my hood. So it's going to get hot real quick. But Well, have you guys seen the rule about um, – we just had an email about the, na- the neck gators now too, that they have to be double materialed or like a certain kind of material. Yeah. What do you mean, plastic? Like, <laughs> probably at this point. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. But, Especially um, where they're like. Yeah, they're trying no to say those aren't even me. acceptable now. So allegedly, the net gator actually splits the uh, the particles that come out your mouth, and that makes it twice as infectious. As who? So, it says the dumb fucks in Washington. <laughs> yep. And those are the only ones I wear. That's the only shit I wear. I don't like all the little masks and the things on my ears and the like, unless I have to put on an N95 for a call. I use a gator. And we just had we just had emails saying that those weren't acceptable anymore. I, I use a chin diaper. The chin diaper. Because I do my very best when I'm working to stay as far away from somebody. And, and the rule in our department, as long as you're six, you can properly socially distance. You, can, you don't have to wear a mask. Whatever. And if a member of the public comes in or even pulls into the driveway, on goes the mask. So My favorite uh, was when we had to be six feet apart in the apparatus. That's all I'm yeah. going to say. <laughs> all I'm yeah, going to say. F- how the fuck that is that going to work? <laughs> really okay <laughs> six feet away guys mm-hmm. only two people allowed in the truck only yep. two you guys made that truck, real interesting your, though you have to wear your pack if you're on in the truck Sorry. <laughs> right yeah and if you if you go through your bottle that kind of sucks for you but uh you're gonna have to refill that afterwards <laughs> can, can i uh can we talk about the elephant in the room for a quick second mike with a freaking gas mask Isn't on mock, like mop three mop five i don't know i don't i don't see him oh there he is Mikey. you gotta scroll yeah i didn't oh. see him until I, I i just i just figured it out yeah i see him i'm scrolling back now though <laughs> so 
I like as soon as he came back with it on, I lost it. I was just looking at John and I, he texted me and I was like, "All right, how long before anyone notices?" So, somehow we instantly went to a Slipknot concert. I don't know how. Mm. Ellie, I heard that and it was everything. It was wonderful. Let let the boys uh listen to this later. You think they'll get it? They will. They're all they're all just like, what? What the fuck did we do? Your faces are golden right now. <laughs> you can't hey, even I see can, my uh, face. I can just open up another can of worms here and see who uh, is getting the vaccine. Nope. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Not to go off on a whole thing, but my whole thought behind that was always just like, I'm going to get sick and my body's just going to do its thing. What's mm-hmm. the fucking point? What am yeah. I big? One of my big things, too, was like, you still have to wear a mask. You could still give it to other people. And I'm like, yeah. but then what's the point? And then they're saying yeah. it doesn't last long. It's like three, three months, months or something. And I'm like, days. but that's such a pain in the ass. You just have to get vaccinated every three months for the rest of your life. No. Fuck that. Just I the mean, impracticality of it. I think right now they're just trying everything to slow the spread. Yeah. Which is perfectly I mean, fucking fine. I mean, this is. You know what they like. Done. Hey, if it helps, it helps. But is it oh, practical long term? No, nothing's well, practical long term. I texted Justin today um, after I learned how to do car stuff. I just learned how to uh, deliver a baby. I didn't physically do it, but in my I class. Can. And um, I, <laughs> I bet you guys hell have. of an experience. So, no. like after yeah. I learned how to do car stuff, I texted my boyfriend. I was like. I can change your oil and deliver your babies. What? Boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> I can teach you how to balance tires and then you can do everything. Mm-hmm. Change them, rotate them, balance them. Balance them like in your hands? Yes. Well, you don't uh, do it in your hand. You get a machine and you put the weights on it. and Yeah, it spins yeah. around. I've never heard of that. Have you ever noticed on the rims, there's like little... like They're like lead weights. They look like they literally just like they look like a little clip, like a plate. Or it's a weight, so it's a or they get really fancy and they do the hideaway ones that just glue onto the inside of the room. I don't know. I'm so all it takes is all it takes is a hammer and a screwdriver, and you get a little pendulum. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, And then when you go down the highway. Just try to go fucking off. Like, oh shit, yeah. my tire's not balanced. Um, but yeah, so we talked about the fire side and mixture of the fighting side. I had a whole bunch of notes, but hang on. I want to hear about, screw your notes. I want to hear about the, <laughs> screw your notes. <laughs> what you're doing um, instructor wise. So, like, tell us, tell us about that. Like, how you okay. got involved, how your you PT had to apply. Program. Yeah. So I was already, uh, I already had a personal training cert and was doing that on the side, like going through medical school and everything. Okay. So rewind. Um, I, I said in high school, I was kind of a chunker and, um, this is, this is like kind of personal stuff. I don't care. Um, kids are cruel. I was not an athlete in high school whatsoever. Like if you would have told me one day I was going to be a pro athlete, it would have been the funniest thing ever. Um, I was, I was in band and I wasn't even talented enough to play an instrument. I was a flag girl in band 
and I wore spandex and I should not have been wearing spandex at the time. <laughs> and um I hey, usually I swirled too. No shame, girl. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it was not a cool thing to do at my school at all. <laughs> and uh I usually We're gonna get to in- see photos later, by the way. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um so I uh I usually get in trouble during practice, so they'd like you had to do a lap around the parking lot. So I got where I was like running around the parking lot most of the time during practice anyway, because I talk and stuff. Usually running around the parking lot because I get in trouble. So um, I actually started thinking about cross country. Um, You're like, I'm doing it anyway. I might as well get a medal for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, during that time, I actually developed an eating disorder, um, which is like, I just decided I didn't want to eat because I didn't want to be a chunker anymore. And uh, went through some stuff with that. Ended up having to talk to a nutritionist after I got really unhealthy. And um, so they they actually made me do cross country because I brought it up as like something I thought about as a healthy way to lose mm-hmm. weight. So learned a lot about nutrition. Um, awesome. Like my mom says, I usually learn shit the hard way, but um, learned that the hard way. Um, learned a lot about nutrition and, um, got in cross country and loved running. So got into fitness that way, actually. Um, that was the gateway, the gateway fitness. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. And, um, still to this day, if I'm super stressed, I run. Um, but introduced myself to weightlifting a little bit later, especially once I got on volunteer fire, Mm -hmm. um, realized that the cardio is important, but I definitely needed strength. So, um, functional strength. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't like I wanted to go like deadlift a bunch of stuff or anything, but, um, functional weightlifting was exactly what I got into. So got into all that. Um, so moved up here, super into fitness was actually training at one of our club fitnesses in St. Louis, um, to make extra money for medic school. And then, um, got into the fire academy and I was like when I went in it was easy it was super easy um yes, girl. And there was people that couldn't do a pull-up like they couldn't do a pull-up or couldn't do a couple of push-ups of their own body weight and um I thought it, it was sad like even if they can't do that when they come in there by the time they leave they ought to be able to right and I didn't see much progression so I applied now, do you think that was Sorry to like interject. Do you think there was like, why, why did they not progress? Something, something was there that didn't help them progress. I think they were still very old school. Like it was, you do laps, you do some push-ups. Like it wasn't structured. You know, you, right. I can't, I can't structure for each individual while we're in there, but you can kind of see what they need more as a group. And mm-hmm. there's also other avenues. Like right now, um, I actually just talked to some nutritionists. We've never had a nutritionist come in the fire academy. So that's another thing I want to introduce for our fire academy is I want to bring a nutritionist in and talk to the class. They've never talked about that kind of stuff. They go over basics, but um, not actually bring a certified nutritionist in where people can ask questions and have somebody that they could, uh, you know, contact for their own personal needs and have an avenue if they want. About like, about the nutrition thing, like, I mean, you, you and I know that nutrition is, if not more important than the physical aspect of, of getting healthy and and getting into 
whatever shape you want to get into. Nutrition, <laughs> I mean, nutrition is, uh, I've learned over time how important it is, just even Super. hormonal. I mean, your hormonal health, it's, it affects men everything. and women. When, yeah. when we say like hormonal in terms of nutrition, everyone kind of just immediately thinks women, but it has a hell of a lot to do with, with men as well. Um, but I think even if you just get the base understanding of macronutrients, that can be such a substantial game changer to whether you're losing fat or trying to put on either functional muscle or like, you know, a lot of muscle mass, it just, or like fueling your workouts or fueling your job. It's, it's so important and it doesn't, it doesn't have to be complicated. Yeah. And a lot of guys these days, even, um, I know so many guys, even fighters and firefighters that are on um, testosterone injections. And it's not because they're just like getting older and need them. It's because of their nutrition. It's hard to Mm -hmm. tell them that, but it's because of their nutrition and it's what they're eating or their activity level or their sleep or combination. And that kind of stuff doesn't get touched near enough. Like people go a whole career feeling like, they don't have energy and they can't make it through it. And then they end up going into a funk where they don't even enjoy their time at the firehouse because they're just surviving. And it's really just goes back to core of taking care of yourself, your nutrition, your body, your fitness, and making sure that's number one. There's, um, I know we're like getting off course a little bit. I want to, I want to hear more about like what you do at the Academy, but I just, there was a, article on fire engineering, um, about testosterone. Um, a woman did research on firefighters and their testosterone level, not just in, you know, the, the elderly age group, but, um, you know, starting from thirties and up and how, um, your testosterone levels can not only play a part in, in, you know, functionality within the job, um, but also to your muscle mass and mm-hmm. um, to issues like like hypertension and you know things that lead to cardiac arrest. So it's not just you know people think um, you know carcinogens and stress equals heart attack for firefighters. It also has a lot to do with your testosterone. So that goes into what you were just saying. Like it it could not just for like the functionality part, but like you know visceral and, and, you know, organ health too. Anyway, so sorry, tangent, but I want to hear, um, I get it. It was an important tangent. (laughs) It was relevant. It was relevant. Yeah. I'm going to add one thing, one more thing to the hormonal health thing. And it's just Mm -hmm. because, um, it's one thing to like, I know, I know it because of research and like fitness and nutrition, but, um, as a fighter, I lived it because, um, so we have weight classes and I was fighting, I was previously fighting at 105. I don't walk at 105. Um, fighters cut a lot, a lot of weight. Like, uh, how tall are you? Five, two. Oh, okay. Um, she's, tiny, <laughs> she's tiny, but mighty. <laughs> um, but, um, I mean, like I was walking at like 122. And cutting down to 105. So you weigh in at 105. But people do way more than that. Like fighters cut a lot, a lot of weight. Um, 
the only reason I went down to 105, it's fighting at 115. A lot of the times those girls get in the cage at like 140. So they weigh in at 115, but they don't get in the cage at 115. They get in between 135 and 140. That's insane. So I'm, a, I'm a runt for 115, but I'm too big for 105. But I was trying to deplete my body to a point um, walking around where I could cut down. I started losing hair. Um, like mm-hmm. my energy levels were bad. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, kind of personal, but I, I hadn't had a period for two years. No, and that's, that's super, that happens to female athletes. Yeah. I remember yeah. like when I was younger, finding out that Mia Ham had like a period every four or five months. And I'm like, that's, that's what, you know, severe, uh, not severe, but like a lot of exercise does for the female body. I'm going to blow your mind right now. I, I actually know the name of this. It's called menorrhea. Yes. Of course it has the word men in it. No, I'm kidding. Start <laughs> mansplaining it, John. <laughs> no. <laughs> your lights just turned red. What's going on? What do you think the connection's <laughs> dropping out? You know, if you start going above 10,000 feet, your uh, reproductive system shuts down because your body goes, I don't need that to survive right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Same with your digestive. Yeah. So like, you know what? You need to not die. Get your shit together. When we laugh, it just it just kicks me off. We cannot what? laugh at anything. Stop being funny. <laughs> Everyone right, just so, deadpan. It was, all um, right, so tell me get back into the uh academy stuff so you felt like you had like you had a good arsenal of nutrition background personal training background you know good know-how of of fitness not just in weight training but like you know cardiovascular health so um did you just kind of like walk in and you're like i'm educated as fuck give me this job so no just like everything like in the firehouse you start low man on the totem pole um and I had some really good guys above me, um, but nobody was really like pushing new stuff a whole lot. You know, they had a passion for fitness, but um, a lot of them were taking courses or trying to do any of the new stuff with fitness or functional stuff. It was, it was kind of still stuck in the, the old days, whatever program they've been doing for the last 20 years kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And um I did, I've been there for an instructor, I guess, six years, about six years. So the first couple of years, you know, you do the head down, chin up. Um, I'm the new guy, just kind of see how everybody does their thing. And um, I think most of the instructors like how I ran class and we all kind of, you know, got respect for each other, who had what to contribute. And uh, I started introducing some more of the more functional fitness stuff and actually um my husband gets new guys all the time at his department they have a they have quite a few guys that come in and, in and out of there and they'll say oh yeah I know who your wife is she like I'd prepare myself for those days because I would I'd make it hard like I, it. I wanted them to know I had a kid tell me one time I didn't know this was going to be so physical how could you think it wouldn't be? I hear I that too, like, and I don't get it. What did you think? Like had did, water guns? What did All you of our equipment for? weighs half a pound and is full of helium. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so but that that was what I actually got, and uh, I just I wanted people to leave there 
with uh, kind of a little more education and to feel good. Like if anybody ever started a fitness program and it went well, by the end of it, when they actually saw results, that's what gets you hooked. Like that's yeah. what you're like, this is a lifelong thing for me. And um, I had a couple of classes where the first one that I had that was really good was uh, a kid lost 30 pounds while he was in there. So, um, Holy shit. I mean, it's 11 weeks. That was, that was literally just doing our workouts and the little bit of nutrition that I gave them. That was it. I mean, he probably went from couch to academy. I was going to say, there's not only that, but like kudos, <laughs> kudos yeah. to him for like, you know, taking it serious and, and applying, like truly applying what information you were giving him. So yeah. it's, it's a two-way road with that. You could lead a horse to water, but it's up to them, but that's, another, that's great. Like, I want them to be pushed in there where I don't, I, I don't want to be the asshole where I like want him to quit every time. Um, but I want them to know it's going to be like on a fire scene. If you can't do the work, somebody else has to do it. So if you're, you're not up to do the work and you can't physically do it, the guy next to you has to. So they have teams in there. So I make them do a lot of team exercises like that too, where you're not just working on physical fitness in there. You're doing a team exercise where you're learning your weaknesses, your strengths, what you need to work on, what you can contribute to the group, what you need to make better about yourself for a group. And that if you can't do the work, that somebody else has to pick up the work for you. And if you can live with that, maybe this isn't the job for you. This is beautiful. Fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's true because I I love that uh, because it's a team mentality, but it's also you push each other. It's a natural competitiveness that is going to help push each one individually, but at the same time work as a team. Yep. It's pretty cool. I like the way you put that. Thank you. It's probably why you're an instructor. (laughs) (laughs) There was, um, (laughs) I mean, we're, we're, we're about a quarter mile ahead in the conversation now, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. Uh, As far as like the uh, looking after yourself and doing the job thing goes, like, there's a lot the job does to your body. And like you said, Seth, it's not just, um, <clears throat> it's not just stress and um, whatever that causes cardiac issues. It's also like uh, the, the hours without eating. Cause you're so pent up, you know, waiting for the sleep next call hours without sleep. Up. Yep. You're dehydrated. It's, it's, it's the constant you're stress. And, it's a constant dump of adrenaline and what that does to your uh, sympathetic nervous system and, and in exchange, your parasympathetic. And that, so that goes into like so much more. You're right. Yeah. You, you go from complete rest to total fight. Yeah. When I just, we were talking about your constant alert. You, you don't even realize that you put yourself in that. But mm-hmm. even when you're sit, like you're constantly on alert. I mean, our shifts are 48 hours. So for two days, you know that you cannot completely relax. Right. And we say we get used to it, but until like, if anybody's had a long vacation where they're like 
off for a couple rotations, I think you realize like, yeah. um, like I actually start dream, like I don't dream very often, but if I have a break from work, I actually get my dreams back and stuff. It sounds kind of weird, but I think it's because my body actually goes into full relaxed state when I sleep at night. That's not weird at all. I hear that a lot with career firefighters. I can't remember the time I actually fully relaxed, but that's also just like side stuff going on in my life. Not that I work a shit ton, but like, I swear to God, I don't fully relax on a normal day, even when I'm not at work. It's like damn near impossible for me. Mm -hmm. Well, it all goes back to when we were talking with Brandon from the anchor point, you're going 200 miles an hour to an abrupt stop. Your body- it's like a withdrawal thing you mm-hmm. would think anyone in the world would think like oh thank god i could i could rest i could relax right? now but it's <laughs> it's the nope. exact opposite they they're going through withdrawals of being at that speed that momentum and also being with that family for so long that it's it's such a, a you know you're being deprived of it at this point i actually had this conversation the other day um we get addicted to like the body i feel like gets addicted to that adrenaline and it needs needs that drug it somehow it needs needs that drug we get we become junkies to adrenaline Dream sports start skydiving and shit you start doing or mma yeah right you start yeah. getting you, you and i and again i'm a huge mma fan so i don't mean this that way you start doing stupid shit to get that <laughs> adrenaline get your no, ass beat a I little mean, bit yeah but and when, once I explained it to everybody, they're like, "Holy shit, you're right. I do do this." You know, you start, mm-hmm. you try, you take one drug and you feed feed the addiction with another, alcohol, drug, actual drugs. For for me, like, and, and I've thought about this, and I'm consciously aware of it. Part of why I've wanted to get into boxing is because the I want the fucking rush of getting my ass beat. <laughs> It's, uh, I grew up with that. It's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I can tell you right now, I had the punching bag down in my parents' basement when I was going through, though. It doesn't punch back, but punching the shit out of that punching bag and my knuckles coming, don't hate me. I know I should have had hand wraps. I know. Hey, bare knuckles a thing now, so it really is. Hey, but is it really bare knuckle when your t- knuckles are taped? Um, they ta- they tape right behind them. They tape more for like your wrist. Ah, okay. And like yeah, the bones like behind your knuckles thick, and stuff. Like here, right? Yeah. 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 So you don't end yeah. up with a boxer's knuckle. But I felt so good <laughs> after kicking the shit out of that punching bag, kicking, punching. It's just that release of endorphins. It was like, okay, mm-hmm. now I feel better. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, Kelly, I know you can absolutely school me in this area, but you think you want to get hit until you actually get hit. So... It doesn't hurt in the moment, <laughs> but... <laughs> but <then afterwards, laughs> like, this is going to kind of lead into my question, so go on. You know, it's funny, too, because a lot of the people compare um like street fights like you know like you got into a bar brawl or something like that and you know what like getting hit isn't even that bad it's when you plan a fight and you have the lead up to a fight that's the worst part of any fight is hyping 
yeah like the yeah like the hype what you can go through in your mind mentally in three weeks five weeks six weeks of what could happen to you in there is more torture than ever getting hit because yeah. what's gonna happen what's gonna happen what's gonna yeah happen? Especially, build up. yeah especially you get to a point that you're on you know uh tv and ufc fight pass and you know millions of people are watching you like it's 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 torture kind of so that's probably worse than ever getting hit but i will tell you john as much as you like hitting a punching bag and like how satisfying it is when you fight and you punch somebody else that feeling (laughs) oh i know i played hockey so um yeah i was just gonna say i haven't done it in years but like my friends and I, we would get drunk and then go back home and beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. All right, think- and it's always satisfying. <laughs> and then you wake up the next morning and go, damn, I didn't realize I got you that good. And I'm all fucked up too. We did that quite a few times. That was in my days when I lived out West for a couple uh, of years. This explains so much. <laughs> you, know, you know, Steph, at one point in time before you joined us, there was a point in time where we went through the, our what we went through last week, the three of us, and we were like, let's just get drunk and just beat the shit out of each other. I feel I like I would have, yeah. <laughs> or we'll just come and watch. I mean, it wasn't full on. Kelly, we'll get a six pack each and just yes, yeah, enjoy the beat down. It's gonna take more than a six pack to get me drunk. I'm no. a very large gentleman. Uh, Actually, yeah. I don't drink that much often, so it'll be quick. The thing is, there's three though. So, are we doing like WWE style where there's like tagging or what? Right. We'll just do the triple threat where every, we just just go after one cage person. in a cage. <laughs> and we'll everybody the, has to wear body suits in sequence. It's just the rule. We'll just we'll battle royale. I don't care how many yeah. fighters you got outside the ring. Oh I um I did this soccer tournament. Um, it was indoor, like shin guards optional so of course i'm the only one wearing them because i'm cautious <laughs> now safety. um but i haven't played soccer and i had to stop playing all sports deck hockey soccer ice hockey for the past um like two and a half years three years and i'm like let me just do this indoor tournament it was three games 20 minute games like whatever and it was co-ed i was playing with 11th graders and then the oldest one was like 40 something so there was like a wide range um, so we went and I promised my boyfriend, cause I, I stopped playing because I, I had to stop getting hurt. Uh, cause I get hurt every single game. And, um, so we played the first game and I texted him and I was like, it fucking sucked. I'm so upset. That's it. I'm, I'm playing the body. I'm doing it. So get mm-hmm. back in the next game played the body, had an amazing game. I had bruises all over my body and I sprained my ankle and I was like, it was fucking worth it. So, <laughs> so no I more soccer moments like that. So good. It felt so good to just like fucking destroy someone. Go all in, go hard in the paint, yeah. go for it. Nope, that's, uh, I mean, that's what keeps me going back to the gym, you know? And most of the time injuries don't even happen in fights. If you ask most fighters, it don't happen in fights. It happens in the gym. It happens in camp or, yeah, you know, so. I can't, the shin, do you guys do shin kicks? Is that an MMA? We do everything kicks. Oh, no. Face kicks, Why? I never kicks. Like my, my tibia is, is so close to like the skin. 
I have so many like bumps on it from like soccer and stuff. I don't understand. I would never do shin kicks ever because I've seen videos where it's just bam. Fucking... That's just that one video. All right. That's that one good no, video. No, I guy kicks it and it's like, ah! wanna... no shin kicks. <laughs> nope. Are you talking about, uh, have you seen where Anderson's uh, leg? Yeah, that one. Yeah. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, that's one of them. No, this one's like I legit kickboxing, and the guy goes to shin kick him, and his whole leg just snaps into it. It's hey, just guess like, what? Um, the no. MMA one, you can they slow mo it, and you can see it just like the Anderson <laughs> one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, that's <laughs> mean. Yeah. Mm, that was mm, delicious looking. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. I so and, like it's worth it to me though to stay in shape for what we do, you know. For on both sides, I mean, if you go in into the you know into the octagon and you're you know you don't do the prepping or anything like that, you're probably gonna have negative results. Probably gonna have a bad time. Okay. Yeah. Yep. You are definitely gonna pizza when you should French fry. So. <laughs> You know, French fry when you should pizza. I'm gonna have a bad time. No. So well, kind of leads me into my question. I'm kind of like debating on asking this one, but if if not, I'll edit it out. But how Ooh. much how much time between fights and then going back to work? Because obviously you take hits to the face and mm, there's some bruising going on. You're like I got to work on Tuesday. Let's go. Um. So my last fight was my worst. Um. I've ever. I actually got TKO in my last fight. Um, I went up a weight class, took a fight. Nobody else wanted to fight, which I figured out why. Um, but if you look at the pictures, you would probably say she, this promotion doesn't test for anything. If that says anything. Um, so very large girl, actually wait, wait, like at the weigh in, I was like, she's bigger i knew that was gonna happen but i got in the octagon and like looked across the ring just it like, was like oh shit i was like who's that because that is not <laughs> what happened this is what not the, the same person I okay. huh? wait and i'm googling what's what fight is this um so just look Help up me, uh, loveth young i think i actually just watched this fight the other day and she's from nigeria yeah yeah that one yeah yeah that is a, I've lost fights to decision. I've never been finished in a fight until this fight. Um, and uh, my face was like, I've never been hit like that. Um, and yeah. I've, I've been, I've been fighting for a while. So um, yeah. Which fight was it? Sorry. Uh, my most recent one. Um, it was in January. Had it, what like keywords? Oh. So if you just, the if headline, you just Google, the title of this it, video is interesting. If you just Google Loveth Young MMA, she'll pop right up. Loveth? Yeah, L-O-V-E-T-H and then Young. Oh, T-H. Yeah. Well, according here's, to the title of this video, you got unloaded on. Yeah. Here's Steph, this is actually what she looked like at the end. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, I've seen that picture. Yeah. So, I mean, when you show up, is it like the G.I. Jane thing where she's after she just got her ass kicked by the drill sergeant and then the woman's like, if I were you, honey, I would just leave his ass. 
Like, like, how, like, how do you? Oh, we have fun with that. Like me and my husband, but he has black eyes sometimes too, but he'll like really mess with people. Like he'll, we've been in the grocery store and a little old lady like came up by us and he literally was like, no, please don't hit me again. And like, act like I was going to hit him. So yeah, we have fun with it. Uh, but like at the firehouse, I'll usually put a little makeup on over it. And if you can still see a black eye, like. My guys are used to it. Nobody cares. I've had patients be like, are you okay? (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of where I was kind of leading with that question was like, how do the patients react? Like, you know, everybody's like, I know a lot of departments are can't have tattoos showing, but hang on. She came, she came to help me, but uh... (laughs) who's to help her? Like what's going on down the street? We call another ambulance. Are you okay? (laughs) there's there's been um so we just got a a newer fire chief and he wasn't there for long and he brought it up to me that other you know chiefs in the past were fine with it but we were gonna potentially have to talk about it because i'm intentionally put my myself in in harm um so does he know what a firefighter does yeah i was gonna say (laughs) um I made the statement that everybody here that's obese and can't get in and out of the truck, put their way, their self and all of us in harm every day they wake up and make the same decisions they're making for their lifestyle. So until that changes. (laughs) like That was the best clap back ever. Exactly. Like needless to say, I don't think I'm his favorite person now, but that's okay. Oh, well, who cares? Yeah, exactly. If you do your job well, then who gives a shit what people think? Yeah, exactly. Good super blonde hair in this picture. Which? <laughs> yeah. You're like, what, what do, you, do you see? What are you looking at? <laughs> I don't know. It's not the video, but it's this. Oh, yeah. That picture is like one of my very first fight pictures. Oh, shit. I was going to say, because in the fight, you have oh, dreads. And that one is not of her recently either. So That's one of... No, that's like her two that's like her two years ago. So can I have the actual so I keep getting the debate when I was kind of doing my research so I could actually sound somewhat intelligent talking to you. Your your professional record, is it four and three or four and four? Four and four now. Okay. Then Invicta um, needs to update their website because it still says four and three. Um yeah, well, my last fight wasn't with Invicta, it was with LFA. Uh, so that's probably why. Is that where you were a the strawweight champion? Um, I was strawweight champion with Cage of Champs. Okay. Um, I did my pro debut actually um, on RFA, which turned into LFA. They offered me a contract the same time Invicta did, um, but Invicta is an all female promotion. And I thought I'd get a little more opportunity there. I dropped to 105 and it was harder to find fights because like my, if you look back at like my RFA fight, that girl's like five, six and weighs 135 pounds. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so everybody, on you. <laughs> everybody was huge. And as you can see, um, like if you even look in the, some of our pictures and videos from this last fight, um, that girl was bigger too. So I just went back up to straw weight. Um, I need to put weight on, but I depleted myself for too many years trying to stay low. Um, but yeah, went 
into Invicta for a couple of years, but it was so hard to get fights at 105. So I went back up to straw weight and LFA has a shitload of straw weights. So, so no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, you're good. I was going to ask, um, so where does straw weight fall? I, I've heard of featherweight. I've heard of bantam. Where, where's a uh, straw weight fall? So Adam weight's the smallest, but um, another reason I left Adam weight is they are not in the UFC. Um, they don't even have a weight class available. And then uh, straw weight's right above that. So okay. 115 straw weight, and then it goes up from there. So it's not the lowest oh. right there, though. Well, we okay. just kind of got the glimpse on where the goal actually is now, is to get to the UFC. Yeah, I've actually fought and beat girls that are in the UFC already. So I didn't you know that. Ah, suck it. it. Yeah, I mean, when the UFC started to become huge is when I was in high school. <laughs> and and this was the time where I was like, man, it'll be, you know, just kind of like equal opportunity. Like if chicks can, if guys can do it, chicks can do it probably. And I was like, man, I would love to see chicks just get in the octagon and beat the shit out of each other. I used to tell my dad that all the time. He's like, it'll never happen. I'm like, okay. Well, and guess what? Then one time I was, I think it was Invicta. And I think Ronda Rousey was the fight. And it, anyway, this fight lasted 30 seconds and came up and just knocked the, this broad out. And I'm like, oh my God, this is awesome. Dana, you need to get on this. <laughs> Chicks are ruthless. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, no mercy. Yeah. Some of the best fights I've seen have been the women. And even when the ultimate fighter, when, when they, when the UFC started introducing women into the ultimate fighter, I was like, this is going to get ugly quick. And, and it and did not disappoint me. I, I love MMA fights. I think we were trying to do the last McGregor fight. And I, think one of us had to work mm. the next day travis did i we hung out for a little bit yeah i think i ended up getting yeah yeah i don't I, know where i was I, but i got to watch like maybe a half we watched hour all the prelims and then i was just like oh. yes yeah yeah well the but prelims that, were great yeah i mean yeah yeah they were some of those fights are usually the most exciting yeah they're in there to prove something i heard the main card wasn't that good for that one mm -hmm. No, it wasn't. I mean, look what happened to the main event. It lasted, what, two rounds? And then he got knocked the fuck out? <laughs> yeah, I saw quite a few memes about that. I was like, oh, shit, I missed that. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't his greatest fight. Like, even that boxing match with Mayweather wasn't that great. The hype was bigger than the actual match itself. He started okay, but boxing's just a different animal. Yeah. But I was like, it would be really cool if Mayweather will actually reciprocate and come to the and come into the octagon. It'll no he, way. He will get fucking humbled as fuck. That's probably it, why he doesn't. Well, I, I think Who knows? personally one of my favorite fights I've watched was uh uh Cowboy Cerrone. I can't remember what the other guy it was a young kid. Uh, Cerrone just fucking mm. owned this fucking kid. He was like, you're number <laughs> two. You're a stepping stone for me. Just talking massive shit. And then Cowboy's like, all right, bet. <laughs> I bet. He's, he's actually probably one of my favorite fighters, Cowboy Cerrone. He seems like, uh, yeah, okay. 
whatever. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He does. He. I don't think I've seen him like really a down shit to earth. Talk. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen some of Fedor's stuff? You know the the husband can jump in too. I mean, now we're talking fighting. If he wants to jump in, right? He's letting the dogs out right now. <laughs> That's what I did before we got on. I'll make him say hi. We're we're equal opportunity. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was like, how the hell are we gonna do this episode? Because there's so much to talk about. And I was like, well, we'll do we'll split it. We'll talk half of it firefighting, and then half of it fighting fighting half of it fighting and then it just kind of like fire fighting human I, fighting yeah <laughs> a lot of fighting yeah just, i gotta so throw aggressive. out there too so you know in like the fire world there's and i don't mean this towards anybody if anybody had connections but there's always uh the people who get jobs because of who they know mm-hmm. oh god yeah oh yeah okay. that's, that's everywhere <clears throat> all right so the fight world is kind of the same way um hmm. A lot of connections and then on top of that um social media is a huge huge thing with it um like i actually started saying earlier with contracts we have to sign a contract saying that we'll post on all social media sites at least two times a week leading up to the fight um and there's actually girls that get really good fight opportunities that it's because they're like twerking on social media or like doing kind of, I don't know. Yeah. Like not so tasteful Travis. stuff. Yeah. And they have a amazing. It's probably what Travis has been looking at the whole time down there. Is- oh no, no. He just has his own. <laughs> no, Travis has an only fan. <laughs> he's like down there managing his fans only. Yeah. He's like, his only fan. Yeah, everyone loves me yeah, ignoring fans, them. Yeah. yeah. He, he does the he does the my parents ignore me fetish, I guess. Where he just doesn't acknowledge the but the joke was that I'm I was like, I'm gonna start an OnlyFans, and the only thing I'm gonna do is set my camera down and just do what I do every like every day, just, <laughs> just normal life. Camera. <laughs> Ignore the camera. And you probably get a bunch of people. <laughs> that's the thing. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. That's... <laughs> We just just do ASMR, like, just, just whisper into the camera, right? I mean, people like we were like, yeah, people would buy it. I want to do your, like enough. ASMR with like, like while I'm doing truck check, <laughs> like all the tools. Yeah. Oh, the, that would be a good one. And then, yeah. And then right. Just like mumbling to yourself. All right, that's there. Uh, double, double female. Uh, <laughs> bar, irons. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> And then I do the paths. That was the vibe. That was the alert. If you couldn't tell. I, I sorry, I, I zoned out for a second because I was replying to Jess because she messaged me with some work stuff. And I was just like, what the fuck are you doing? You I just real quiet. Me, like what? Got real quiet. Um, her picture from one of our last fights. Hey guys. Hello. This is Jimmy. Hello. Hello. We heard you beat her up. Fuck yeah. What's that? We heard that you beat the shit out of her. And then she yeah. gets you back. Not, does not go that way at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's Actually, mutual. He has, little, he has a little black eye right now, I think. Yeah, I've only had From a few. You? Not this one, but they usually are. 
I was going to say, that's the only time I could say that to a guy and give him props about it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man, you got a black eye. Fucking sick. (laughs) (laughs) You got your ass kicked by a a chick. Awesome, man. (laughs) The first time I talked to him, he had a black eye. I think that's why he looks the cutest. So I just keep him So that's why you keep it. Yeah. Yeah. It's intentional at this point. <laughs> oh, it's fading. Oh. Come here for a second. I, I, yeah, the left I, one's fading. Uh, the right one looks good. Okay. <laughs> I do believe that's called a fetish. Yeah, right. <laughs> She's Coming like, I the nice attic. That's a new one. I have to talk to the psychiatrist about that one. Oh, here. Okay. I'm going to show you guys a picture if you can see it. Oh. Oh, God damn. Who's that dude? Exactly right. Okay, I'm just saying. I I was reading about that fight on Reddit, and one of the comments was basically like, "Who the fuck is that dude that she's fighting?" Right. Which we'll edit this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Hang on. Actually, hang on. (laughs) All right. Any hooser? Thank you, Kelly, for coming on and spending time with us here at our kitchen table. Where can our followers? I did. I fucked it up. <laughs> I just had to point it out. Fuck. Watch it. Don't worry. The power of editing. Come with it. No, leave it. it. Just, I love it. I had to be a dick and point it out. Uh, where can our followers follow you or find you? Um, so Facebook, Kelly and D'Angelo. Um, Instagram, Kelly A D'Angelo, and Twitter is also Kelly A D'Angelo. Excellent. And do we know when the next fight is? Or can oh, you yeah. talk about real, that? Real quick, we also have an Instagram page called Wildfire2114. Um, and we are building a tiny cabin on a farm. So if you guys want to follow that too, it'd be cool. It's only like 800 square feet. So cool. we're doing it ourselves. So yeah, follow that too. Um, no fights in the near horizon. COVID's kind of been uh, jacking that up. But uh, as soon as I get one announced, I always put it all over Facebook and Instagram so everybody knows. Thank you, Kelly, for joining us tonight. And Yes, thank you very yes, much. Thank you. Yes, 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 yes. Thanks. Keep kicking ass, girl. Me. Yeah, absolutely. It was awesome meeting you guys. Uh, I'd like to hang out with you guys anytime. Hell yeah. You are more than welcome to come back anytime. <laughs> 